Four presents Past Tense. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And here we are, the final Jackson Public episode of the season. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say a weird one. Yeah, Leslie, notice me. I put this episode, uh, just just a peek behind the, the curtain here, Cole and I don't talk about these outside of the show, or to put it more directly, me and Cole don't talk outside of the show. <laughs> yeah, um, it's strictly so... <laughs> professional. We got kind of a kind of a Mythbusters thing going on. Yeah, like two Agent 47s. Um, I, uh, I think this is a little too light on jokes for me. Yeah? Like, I like the lore. Uh, I put this almost in the Brisbee hole. A little me. bit, yeah. It's uh, not quite it's, the Brisby hole. But. Yeah, so, so I mean, like Brisby moves nothing forward. So at least this has that uh, going yeah. for it, and uh, it is showing us the old team venture in action. But like, you know, it's the old team venture before they figured out what to do with them. Besides, just like, oh, it's funny that Colonel Gentle- Gentleman is. William S. Burroughs, and it's funny that Action Man farts a lot. <laughs> like old men do? Yeah, like old men do. Like, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe's character in The Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. like this is, uh, they would eventually, I think, get better at doing these past-heavy episodes. Like Shadow Man 9 is pretty uh, pretty light on jokes, but I think that accomplishes a lot of the same things, it, you know, oh, totally. with lessons. Yeah. They, they, like, they learned lessons from this. Yes, uh, like the, the this lays a lot of groundwork that I like, mm-hmm. and I like the lore part, parts of it. It's just it's not quite there yet, right? Uh, and there's a weird, you know, there, there's a thing in the book that unlocks it for me, mm-hmm. like a, almost a confession, where they talk, where he, uh, Jackson talks about he's writing characters who are not professional writers, mm-hmm. like making jokes to each other. Yes, and I just had this thought, why though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never do that in the real. Why, like, why do you have to, you know, put this this governor on it now yeah. to make the jokes kind of shitty? Like, you just make them say funny shit in the current time. Yeah, and like the they fact don't that have their to friends be... in college don't make them unfunny. <laughs> yeah, like you know, they don't have to be trying to be funny. Like that would probably suck, and that would fall into the problem that he's trying to avert. Probably, you know, yeah. just like if they were all you know being be, you know intentionally being cut ups. But like, you can have them be inadvertently funny. You can play into the patheticness, you know, like the stuff that they say to and about uh, Baron Underbite or like even Baron Underbite, you know, his relationship with his little manservant that he has there. Like all of that can be funny. It just doesn't have to be constructed like straight up as a joke. Like they can just be pathetic and that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it ends up being kind of weird, you know, while still, again, there's lots of stuff to like. Mm hmm about it um this one as we mentioned this is the load uh written solo by jackson public of season one mm-hmm. first aired october 16th 2004 mm-hmm. and this is them doing the reed richards dr doom yeah uh thing specifically they want all these characters to know each other in college uh the same way that reed richards and dr doom knew each other in college yes um they're doing kind of a big chill thing to get there uh having yes. all of them gather at this uh funeral 
for a uh, for for a friend this uh this this Mike Soriyama um public mm-hmm. had uh you know at the beginning of the season or when they were developing the series put together a list of things that he wanted to see um mm-hmm. this was on there uh having the Doctor Doom backstory uh they also wanted to show the original team venture uh back in action figured it'd be mm-hmm. fun to do a uh you know to 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 show the old Ben putting the uniforms back on, um, and something that I I didn't realize they were doing until I read the read the art book was, and why don't we just throw a character we a character we like from Fargo in here? Yeah, yeah, explicitly not the same. Like they, it's real weird how in the book how they disclaim how it's not the same character as if uh, we wouldn't know uh, that. Like it's just like no no this is just kids playing with you know toys you know this is us mm-hmm. just being fanboys yeah but um the the villain of this episode uh mike soriyama is based on a, a like a one scene character in fargo yeah um which i rewatched today i hadn't seen fargo in a long time but i rewatched the scene it's a good movie um uh, yeah there's a cool scene mm-hmm. like just really you know weird energy uh to it and it's just you know this uh this japanese guy with with a really thick minnesota accent mm-hmm. um so they got the actual actor yeah. Uh, for that. And then his kind of villain turn is based on his name, uh, Soriyama, who's the guy who drew, like, I knew these images before I knew who, who they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of the, the sexy fembots. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got yourself an airbrush, se- like, sex bot, mm-hmm. you know, where, where robot wives are cheap and effective. Um, <laughs> this is Soriyama's art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, know. you, you you probably have seen a Soriyama without, without realizing it, especially if you have... Uh, been around nerd boner. media. Um, if, if you have a boner right now, it's because of a Soriyama piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the, a uh, weird dystopia that the only thing that yeah. can get aroused is an, that can make any human aroused is a uh, sor- is an original Soriyama. That they'd be very rare. Yeah. Like well, you have I to mean, hunt them down. The Dennis Hopper would have them. one in his. Yeah, you know, in, in, that, his, in that in, his, in that tank, yeah, in that tank, <laughs> that uh, you know, in, in his uh, his fortress uh-huh. in the middle of the land of the dead. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So it just kind of has this one-off villain. This also feels a lot like it's going them doing their villain of the week stuff. Yes, you know, like when they had that idea. Like this does involve you know the monarch gets a cameo and mentioned. Baron Underbite is a fairly prominent character, but it really is just this one-off dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, here and it kind of that's something that they wouldn't really revisit until the last season mm-hmm. of the show. Like they move away from that and get really heavy in lore, and then like when they come back to it, it's really triumphant, yes, and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but like yeah. My, Mike Soriyama after this really only gets passing mention um, in relation to things uh, related to uh, robotics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Let's do. Uh, we've got our cold open here. I love this. Uh, the cold open is really, really good. It's really strong. Um, yeah. yeah, the 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 you know the modern day team venture. They're on their way to uh, to a funeral, but they're late because they have been waylaid by Jack Assery, as Rusty says, while he is trying to get dressed in the cockpit of the X One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this Jack Assery is helping the ant people, uh, and then of course to like you know. Uh, subvert uh the ant people they they gave them their hidden treasure which was a licked up jolly rancher mm-hmm. and the key to their city which is like this tiny little, tiny key. little key and of and, course and Bro- brock had his way with their queen made special friends with the queen and then brock has a shit-eating grin in the background uh during that that's extremely good hey brock like, where'd my you lap put it smells like 
like ant puss. <laughs> that kind of, the, the kind of smile you can only have when your lap smells like ant crotch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you get that look that, like, I fucked an ant, you know? Yep. So that, cool, that look, that confidence that only a man can never have. Mm-hmm. In that in that very in that particular situation, hey Gary, were they shrunk down? Uh, no, I think the ant queen might have been big. Okay, you know, ant queens are bigger than regular ants. Yeah, but I mean, hundreds of orders of magnitude bigger than her subjects. Uh yeah. Okay, so it's like a like an Alexia, uh, you know, queen yeah. of the ants, queen you know, yeah, 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 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is my assumption, but maybe they shrink down. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I think that they maybe didn't shrink down is because the like capacity for shrinking and the dangers of shrinking become very much like a. It becomes important series. later. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it doesn't seem like saying the willy nilly, but that's, of course, retconning. Of course. Um, why, while this is happening, uh, Rusty's putting on his pants um, and he causes the X1 to nosedive into a funeral. Um, <laughs> you, you think that they are crashing their own funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then they, the joke where he's like, uh, to, you know, uh, Soriyama funeral. And he points over the, at, uh, uh, yeah, the over, over at the chapel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I love that the, the plane takes a nosedive and plows up all of these bodies. Just yeah. digging through those ditches and burning through those witches. witches. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, it's very ghoulish. Good. <laughs> ghoulish. But it doesn't bother them because the important thing is they are not late for their social obligation. Yeah. They're not late to be some of the only people at uh, Mike, Mike Soriyama's uh, funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they get there. Uh, Dean is all freaked out uh, by the dead bodies. There's a really cute little touch here. Mm-hmm. He's like, just you know, just last week, uh, Brock killed two dervishes in our room with a, pre- a pillowcase full of Cokes. Mm-hmm. You know, they were taken away in body bags. Uh, <laughs> Those were sleeping and he, bags. You know, they're just sleeping upside down, inside out. Um, there's a really relatable moment here, too, like after he says that, where Hank says, uh, you know, Dad, were we related to this guy? Am I supposed huh? to be sad? And I, I was... That's a very relatable kid at a funeral. Yeah, uh, feeling. I was like, that's a really well observed line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, uh, like, uh, no, no. no. I, I'm, I'm too young for anybody close to me to be dying. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know this person. Why am I here? Yeah, you know, that's, it's kind of like a, a high level concept as a kid. The idea that you have to mourn a stranger. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that the, just, the, I was just saying. I was like, yeah, that's like, good. Geez, I have to be sad because people I love are sad. Fuck. Yeah. <sighs> okay it's well. an advanced uh, advanced emotional maneuver mm, yes it is it is a thought technology i love what hank says to dean though as he's trying to justify his way around uh having seen people die or like even mm-hmm. just like trying to justify his way around what brock does for a living uh you know and hank says sing yourself another lullaby baby dean <laughs> yeah 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 Little poor little naive Dean. Oh boy. Um, but you know, Hank is the one who asks, like, hey, should I be sad? Um, and Rusty says, you know, you didn't know this person. I went to college with him. Um, and Hank insensibly asks, Ooh, did you have hair then? And Rusty says, Ooh, some people some people said I had too much hair. And that's when we get our flashback and we get to see the young versions of all these characters. They're all hideous. Uh-huh. Hideous beyond reckoning. Um, they're all like the ugliest character designs they've made on the show. Uh huh. Um, just really disgusting. Um, they also add so the joke here is like they were like, we don't really have jokes during this last part. Let's mm. add a laugh track and Happy Days wipes mm-hmm. uh, to it. This felt weird to me because 
there isn't like a prominent sitcom that takes place in a college dorm. Right. Like this. Like it was like, this is parodying a kind of thing, but not a thing that looks like this. Like this looks like revenge of the nerds or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where everyone's talking about the game, their roommate or, you know, a true real genius or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, it's just weird. No, know? like, I don't know. The, the laugh track thing is super weird to me. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I, I just, yeah. the, the story that they tell about arriving at that is relatable because like, you know, they get this footage back and they do all the post-production, um, at Astro base at this point. And this involves like late night editing sessions where they're sitting there together trying to make decisions and they realize, Oh, we'd like, we need to add some interest to this. And then somebody just throws out, what if we made it like happy days? And then boom, there you go. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. Like, Maybe they were they were too far they were too far along to go back to a drawing board, you know. Now that they have oh, yeah. the animation back, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like it, it just it, it's in the writing step, mm-hmm. you know, that I wanted this to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, um, you know, and it, it just it's rare. Like there are a couple good lines in it, mm-hmm. uh, but there's not. It's just kind of weirdly bereft of 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 jokes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, the you know the good jokes uh, that they have in this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like uh you know joe like so rusty uh is you know he's got male pattern baldness already he says he goes by ts now uh-huh oh my god i need no a, i need an identity outside of you dad and no i don't mm-hmm. want to talk to helper <laughs> yeah <laughs> to put him can i put him on uh, i really like that bit mm-hmm. um and uh this is his last conversation with his dad mm-hmm. uh as far as we know yeah um is him shunning him yeah, saying you you know yeah. stop bothering me and like asking like how you know why how do you always know that I'm in my room like you know give me give me some space and it's weird knowing what we know about Jonas like how caring he is here. Yeah, yeah. He's he. I mean he he liked his kid a little bit. Yeah, he was just like negligent, mm-hmm. adventure negligent. Yeah. Um. So when he uh, he hangs up, you know, very tragic. The last thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your dad. Um, we meet his roommate, Mike Saryama, uh, yes. who has a Minnesota accent and is the character from Fargo. <laughs> um, you know, he asked, asked to, uh, you know, if he can meet his dad mm-hmm. because he wants to work in robotics. Rusty says that's just a fad. <laughs> Which um, is a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. It's like, hey, Rusty, weren't you like almost killed by several robots like a lot you of have, the time? You have a robot nanny. Yeah. Like, you, you have a, a sentient <laughs> robot nanny who loves you uh-huh. legitimately. <laughs> Um, yeah, very, very weird. Yeah. Uh, and w- this is where we introduce the subplot where, uh, Mike has a chem 101 textbook cause he's tutoring this girl, Leslie Cohen. He has a crush on. Yes. Um, you know, chem 101, he tested out that in AP and he is like specifically doing her homework for her. Like, uh, it is, mm-hmm. you know, not a, it is not a reciprocated relationship that Mike has, uh, with, no. with, 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 with her. Uh, and as he's talking, you know, trying to like, you're just going to say like, no, no, I'm just uh, trying to help her. Uh, we get introduced to young Pete White, uh, who, uh, mm-hmm. who pokes his head in and says something racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, says that Mike has a teeny Chinese chubby. Yeah. Uh, Chinese short for Chinese. Uh, Mike is not Chinese. He's no. Japanese. No. Uh, and also Pete White is, f- again, fucking hideous like he looks like a garbage pail kid <laughs> I, I can't handle how they look in this yeah. like when they're kids gosh the, the, the acne that 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 specifically pete and pete and rusty have is really rough yeah and just, also just real white's braces stuff. too yeah 
really really intense yeah uh so he he showed up at the funeral here we're cutting back and forth between modern times and the flashback yes uh, for this whole episode mm-hmm. um you know and the, the kids are basically there's a lot of lines in this too that are empty lines where the kids are like you were there too get out yeah, of here yeah you know that are just like man that's you know just moving things forward like it's mm-hmm. very very workmanlike lines yeah um, just uh could calling out how unlikely it is that all these people who still know each other met each other in college when actually that's that, that's how a lot of things happen yeah. <laughs> um rusty gets assigned a freshman roommate uh mm-hmm. and it turns out this is brock um the kids are like oh you were there that's why you're such good friends and rusty gets sheepish it's like well we actually didn't see each other that much and there's a mm-hmm. montage of him just constantly banging women on the top bunk yeah well the camera uh, focuses just focuses on rusty's like anguished face as he is in the bottom bunk yeah <laughs> what a nightmare how inconsiderate uh, is, is all i can think of when i looked at that i didn't uh i didn't wasn't in a dorm like right. ever uh-huh. you know like went to college later on that but i dated a girl who was in a dorm when i was college age Uh-oh. so i had some dorm room sex mm-hmm. and the idea of like you know coordinating that shit for yeah. when like roommates aren't home and stuff was was a legitimate thing yeah you know, it's, it it's, just a, like, it's a logistical you, concern you, you have to take it into consideration it adds a little Oberdin energy to your sexual <laughs> uh, exploits where you have to kind of logic puzzle when, you know, yeah. when different roommates will be in and out and everything. But mm-hmm. the idea of just free balling it and yeah. just being like, no, you know, you know, at one point it goes until the alarm goes off uh-huh. uh, and Brock smashes the alarm clock. And I, I just felt very bad for Rusty. Yeah. yeah. Although R- Rusty's initial reaction is really funny. He's like, ah, geez, I don't want to have to show a kid, show another kid the ropes, you know, as he's standing there yeah. in his, in his dorm room full of prog rock posters. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the gong, yeah. Po- the gong poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. <laughs> so um, Pete's Pete's uh, roommate was Baron Underbite. Mm-hmm. You know, some kid who you know they flash back to that, like some kid he's a king somewhere. Yeah, uh, where he's at. Uh, they they call it his Pete Rose haircut, uh, which I love. Very accurate. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he got like a slave, you know, for for Christmas or something. And he lives in the closet, Bella. <laughs> 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 and just uh, uh, and he's just a horrible roommate oh he's just he's just a you complete know? brat you know he comes in and is making yeah. a big deal about how you know pete white didn't respect the tape line room divider which is well, nothing that's ever worked out that's not that's not the, a thing the that line ever there happens is great life. yeah he's he's like you're not the you're not the king here you're just the kid with the weirdest smelling lunch <laughs> which is a really really funny accurate thing to say to a, uh-huh. like a foreign exchange student <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, yeah um, but it's it, it's also incredibly funny to uh to to have a character who is coded as German be obsessed with a border and not having it crossed. Yeah, sure. yeah. I yeah, don't know yeah. if they were intentionally doing that, but I thought that was really funny in a in, the, a, in um, a history way. Pete talks about underbite's eyebrows, mm-hmm. uh, which are big big bushy numbers, and Rusty talks about a kid in his creative writing class with crazy eyebrows that go out to here and only writes poems about monarch butterflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monarch only shows up for a cameo in this episode, yeah, but it's kind of foreshadowing that he also was there. Yes. Uh, you know, which is a little weird with his origin that we saw before, mm-hmm. but again, they're still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get it there, but I love the idea yeah. of him as this, like, broody goth kid uh, yeah. who has had this uh, obsession ever since his uh, his little, his, you know, being raised by wolves moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the service ends, we've, you know, been introduced to all the main characters here. 
Um, and really the only people in the, in the chapel here are rusty Brock white and underbite. And then, you know, Hank and Dean. And there are these, uh, these four mourners, these women who are in veils at the back, very mm-hmm. suspiciously. So they go up to carry the casket. Um, <laughs> I love how Pete and, uh, how Pete and rusty drop it immediately. Cause they, they didn't really expect good. it to be that heavy. <laughs> yeah like just the the idea of having like really uneven ball bearers mm-hmm. is really yeah. funny to me no no when you're when you're planning that out like you've got to you know you, you, you got to make sure that you're not having one end carried by all the weak people you know yeah you gotta you got a kitty corner arm yeah yeah um, um <laughs> but uh as they're carrying the casket uh handcuffs come out lock them to it and they're knocked out by uh by crazy knockout gas the casket takes off like a rocket carrying them away and the mourners follow them leaving the kids alone mm-hmm. uh who basically must you know help her take some home yeah presumably <laughs> uh, help her combine you know, with the x1 it's fine yeah uh you know they're they're going through there um dean is going through his dad's things uh you know and hank starts talking about rescue plans mm-hmm. here uh there what is this uh, i saw this in the wiki what's this a reference to where he goes dino you're a smart kid but you're not a wartime consulary that's a it's uh, a godfather thing um, the godfather yeah. yeah it's what uh what, not, one of them yeah it's what one of them says to tom hagan um just uh, the idea of a wartime consulary is like we need a lawyer who uh can help us get through this uh the, this kind of gang war that we're in like you're gotcha. you're, you're good otherwise but you're useless in this situation so he's just making this a godfather is also reference yeah where they call the monarch and the monarch's like wasn't me i got something planned for next week but, <laughs> you know uh which is very funny yeah um, so they end up calling old Dean Venture mm-hmm. uh, here, starting with Colonel Gentleman. Yep. Um, Doing his William S. Is, Burroughs things out in Tangiers. <laughs> yep. William S. Burroughs things. Just William S. Burroughs things. Yeah, Tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got his consort Kiki, you know, and he's there smoking mm-hmm. hookah, living it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we talked about Colonel Gentleman before, uh, kind of a Sean Connery. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of character. And then in the book, they keep mentioning Quentin Crisp. Yeah. Do you know who Quentin Crisp is? Uh, he's like a, he's a bon vivant. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an English writer who lived in New York, who is like a fancy guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, just a r- uh, r- ridiculous appearance on that man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shows up um, on when I Googled him just to figure out who he was. Mm-hmm. Fabulous gay British celebrity Quentin Crisp visits New York. Yeah. I, I, I always, so. I, you'll, I'll hear his name and I'll think, no, that can't be right. You must have been like Quentin Crisp or something like that. Because Quentin Crisp yeah. is a breakfast cereal. It's a cereal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely sounds like a, a, a cereal. Yeah. So, um, uh, they, they call yeah. Kano, who's getting a massage. Uh, ladies walking on his back. Um, mm-hmm. he's over there in, uh, in Kyoto, but he manages to get over to the, get, get over to the compound. Um, and then they introduce, uh, Otto Aquarius. This is the first time we've yes. seen him. The, uh, the Aquaman. Yes. Half Atlantean Prince, uh, <laughs> obviously based on like Namor or Aquaman or Abe Sapien. Yeah. Uh, he has become a Jehovah's witness, mm-hmm. uh, here. And the, the joke is just his like really creepy voice and how wet and disgusting <laughs> he is. Yep. Um, and then return of the action man. Mm-hmm. Um, with Major Tom's wife, his current wife, uh, arguing about putting on his uh, his new his outfit. Rather, mm-hmm. 
his yeah. action mad pads, <laughs> his uh, knee pads, um, you know, barely fits. Mm-hmm. Barely fits at this point, and he farts a lot at the end of scenes, which again is just like a fart joke. But if you ever walked behind an old man at a grocery store, you know oh, yeah. that this kind of stuff just happens. No, like basically no. nonstop. When I worked in a mall, but like just uh, the the mall was always open on Sundays uh, before we uh, before the actual stores opened for mall walking. Mm-hmm. You would get there, yeah. and it would just be uh, it'd be like somebody opened up a paper mill in there, man. It was bad. It's a, it's one of those things I kind of look forward to the age where I can just like with abandon. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like right now I'm really cognizant about when I do that. Yeah. I know you want to make sure you, you, you duck away, you know, step out to take Mm -hmm. a phone call or something. Yeah. Um, I can't wait until I can shoplift and, uh, have a, have an excuse just like, Oh, I thought I paid for this. That's going to be good. Yeah. That's going to be sweet. You know, I don't even especially like, like the idea of shoplifting, but you know, if I could I do, do it, I might. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. like weed. You know, if it's, I don't want to do it if it's a crime, but if it's legal, like whatever. You'll, you'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And you might like some of the things that you left. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, you you know, you're just stealing little boy toys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But eventually you'll get to quarries and stuff. Yeah. And quarries and bridges. Feel good. Stadiums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah double trouble. <laughs> um, so that's our team. Yep. Uh, and uh, they're reuniting. We cut back to the dungeon. Or to, to Soriyama, where the where the the people are. I mean, cast are mm-hmm. They're in Soriyama's dungeon. Yes. Um, they get locked up. They have like a weird paralysis gas. Uh-huh, uh huh. That turns them blue. Pump in the antidote. Yeah. yeah, they pump in the antidote gas, which is very <laughs> grisly. Yeah. Um, but the people who have them, the the mourners, are all uh, fembots. Yeah. Awesome power style fembots. I, I I I know. I had that episode. I had that issue of heavy metal too, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Sexy fembots. <laughs> yep um and i love it so the, the the way that this is staged uh they're they're kind of paired off and they're manacled at the at the neck and of course brock and underbite blame each other and start going going for each other um and this causes them to start strangling rusty and white mm-hmm. so yeah. uh i love uh i love underbite here like mm-hmm. you, you saw through my evil plan to get myself chained to an albino <laughs> which uh, is a good yeah. point yeah you know Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, when a, a screen appears and it's Mike taunting them, yes, uh, asking if they like his Leslie bots. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie's the reason they're all here. Um, you all contributed to my downfall. Yes, um, here underbite first, and mm-hmm. we get this series of flashbacks to just like minor slights, mm-hmm. uh, you know, minor and major slights. Yeah, uh, you know, to him, uh, which again are. I don't know. This whole thing feels a little weird to me. Mm-hmm. It, this doesn't not quite work. Like this whole thing, like him having underbite here, underbite pulls a, a prank on them. They're all playing out of a, a Cylon bong, a Battlestar Galactica Cylon bong, mm-hmm. uh, taking ripping hits. And underbite says like, Hey, this is pure on underland sesame. And mm-hmm. Mike starts acting like he's high. Uh, then they all make fun of him. Like he's not actually high. It's oregano, mm-hmm. but he was allergic. Yes. So he starts like swelling up. Which, yeah, okay, you inadvertently poisoned your friend or whatever, but the bigger deal to Mike is that uh, he had to cancel his study date with Leslie, uh, which he thinks yeah. would have been the, you know, made the difference for him, right? Yeah. Um, Underbite is, you know, fed up with this. Like, this is this is nonsense. I can't believe you're, you know, you're keeping me here for that or whatever. Uh, and he decides to fire off his jaw, um, which he can mm-hmm. do. <laughs> it's like it's a rocket-powered jaw. <laughs> Yeah, to attack one of the fembots who uh, zaps him and knocks him out again, and he's out for the yeah. rest of the episode. Yep. Yeah, and it's a, it's like a Chekhov's jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Brock thing. gets a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Colonel Gentleman shows up uh, and introduces the kids to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, a great line. I'm glad he called it out. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them shakes Kano's hand. <laughs> He's careful, lad. Kano's hands are strong enough to crush a boulder, but gentle enough to crush a butterfly. <laughs> that's a really good line. Yeah, uh, that's very funny. Yeah. Well, and, and this is you know Kano is mute, and we're going to find out why he's mute in a couple of seasons. Um, but he communicates by like he will make a fist, and then when he uh, lets his fist go, it reveals that he's like folded a little origami figure on there. Yeah. So like that's how he emotes, and that that pays off a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. C- Colonel Gentleman asks the boys like, "Hey, who do you think you know? Just what happened? Do you have a list of suspects?" And they start going through this number of villains: the Velvet Phantom, the Invisible <laughs> Fist, the Mesmerist, <laughs> the Troublemakers, Troublemakers Incorporated. Incorporated. Oh my god, I want a whole show about Troublemakers Incorporated, Gary. <laughs> I would like to find some Troublemakers and incorporate them. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> In if sense. nobody's tried yeah. it, then yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't, I can't miss idea. Oh man, just a, just a wonderful idea for a name for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the boys are like, you know, we have no idea. We were just at this, uh, um, you know, we were just at this funeral. Um, this is not a problem because Jonas had implanted a tracking device in Rusty's molar, answering Rusty's question earlier: How does my dad always know when I'm in the dorm room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you got this tracking device, um, but they're interrupted because they hear this hissing sound. Um, they think it's gas, but it's Dr. Orpheus calling for his cat, Simba. Yeah, doing the... Psst, out of the psst, house. Psst, psst. Uh, there's, there's, you know, Orpheus is only in this for like two seconds, but he's really good. Uh-huh. Uh, they shoot him a bunch, and he turns into snakes, <laughs> uh-huh. which, which I love. Um, and uh, when eventually they figure it out, he's like, no, no, I can't turn into snakes. It's just like cloud men's minds. Yeah, just no uh, illusion. He, he was shot. He was grazed uh, by, by the action man. <laughs> action man grazed him. Um, yep. And this is a real dick move. I don't think Orpheus would do this later. But he pulls a something wicked this way comes. You know, his hands glow and he like grabs onto action man and says, two years, 17 days from a stroke. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is gets a, his, his petty revenge. It's a real fucked up thing to do to somebody, although he was yeah. just shot. So, and he's also happy about it. And yep. There's a deleted scene where he's just like, "Hey, I got two years left." <laughs> he's like actually pretty into it, which I think is a very funny action man kind of thing to do. Yeah. Oh, geez, but very good Orpheus content. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they're on the X one. Uh, Colonel Gentleman uh, does a uh, d- d- does a fear and loathing. Says, you know, I assure you, Kano's an excellent pilot despite his racial handicap. Uh, yep. Doing that there, and Otto Aquarius tries to convert Hank and Dean. He like he tries to give them yeah. tracks. This is this is really good because mm-hmm. they're just like you know. Uh, how come you're not old like everyone else? He's like, oh, because I'm half Atlantean. <laughs> uh, you know, and so how do we get on that? And Action Man says, some drunken sailor has to have his way with your mermom. <laughs> um, and the way he segues, he's like, well, if you're interested in eternal life, if I got some good news for you. <laughs> Uh, his little segue is very good yeah Um, which is a they make a squishing sound when they shake his hand as well Uh Uh, and that's the thing about these type of characters you never think about is that they're always wet Uh uh-huh if you're really unpleasant to be around them Mm -hmm. you don't want to hang out with abe sapien it's disgusting yeah like just uh they're 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 not they're not meant to be around you you know like this this guy's supposed to be in the water look at him he has to go to the bathroom to moisten himself you got to keep the boy dry if you want to keep his voice high come on yeah, he's got to be dry. Um, yeah. So Otto Aquarius is really gross and like doesn't show up again for 
Yeah, yeah. Other than cameo, I don't he, think he's uh, he's kind of backseated. Um, yeah. I mean, they even say that in the uh, in, in the joke book, not in the joke book, in the art book, saying like, yeah, like the joke for him is that he's a Jehovah's Witness, but there's not much you can do with that. So yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, so they're following the tracker. And they land uh, where, where where it's given the beacon, but it's not where Rusty is. It's actually in his old dorm room. Um, mm-hmm. They find this old dusty molar under the bed. Um, you know, like obviously uh, this this place hasn't been cleaned, which is gross and accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. Colonel Gentleman thinks that Rusty took his own teeth out, and he assures Kano that this is not time travel this time. Time travel doesn't play into this caper, as <laughs> Kano sculpts a tiny time machine. Yep. Uh, out of origami. Um, they find out from the kid who's living there mm-hmm. uh, that Professor Soriyama is alive. Yes. Uh, you know, so he's not uh, he's not dead. You know, they, they find out they're at the funeral for him, mm-hmm. but he's still alive. Dun, yes. dun, dun. <laughs> so we cut back over and we learn what pete and rusty did so we get a mm-hmm. flashback to pete who was uh on the radio this was kind of his claim to fame he's the host of the white room with the ever popular pete white um mm-hmm. and he makes a dedication a fake dedication for mike to leslie uh with a pretty crass message Le- leslie i masturbate furiously to your picture every night please notice me love mike uh, yeah. which is a fun prank, but it did get him kicked off of the air. So, yeah, of course it did. Yeah. You know, the um, FCC takes a yeah. dim view of Frank discussions of cranking it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just supposed to talk like Dr. Demento that one night. <laughs> they got him, him blacklisted. <laughs> just, I get demented. On my crotch every night. Um, the, uh, so while this is, you know, they're all reminiscing about this, uh, mm-hmm. Brock grabs underbite's jaw to break the chains kind of setting up this, you know, his, his part of this, mm-hmm. um, the original team venture show up at the church. Uh, there is a, uh, a little deleted scene here mm. where auto Aquarius, um, and we're going to do the deleted scenes, you know, during the season wrap up as well. Yeah, yeah. But I just noticed this one because I was, I was reading about it, mm-hmm. um, where, uh, auto Aquarius says he can't partake in the violence. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, well, why did you come to help with us? And he says, well, I just thought I could, I could witness to you. <laughs> um, you know, but I can't, I can't stand it anymore. I'm not hanging out with a sodomite and idolater, idolater and a murderer oh. <laughs> uh, to the people. And Kano responds to this by sculpting him an origami penis and handing it to him, <laughs> okay. uh, which is very funny. But yeah. then he goes, well, there is one way you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he does the, you know, he, they he tries to get in, uh, doing the Jehovah's witness thing. Oh, this right, is also right. where, where action man says like, you know, he's like, I'm not scared. I got two, two years and 17 days left you know, something like that. <laughs> oh geez oh he has impunity uh, now i can yeah, understand he why he would be invincible. yeah okay huh yeah, yeah I, I didn't see that deleted scene but uh yeah. uh, that, that that makes sense why kano would do that you know your old friend getting preachy on you mm. no <laughs> uh they uh they go into the church um you know they mentioned it's like oh it's the old fake coffin trick <laughs> gadzooks you think we would remember that from the mystery of the old fake coffin uh very fun i love i love the 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 idea that they recall incidents from their past as the episode episode titles yeah from the rusty venture show that's great um so they they come in and they beat up the uh leslie bots Mm -hmm. kino and uh colonel gentleman and action man yes Uh, and And they do a go team venture with the old timey logo they do a proper one and hank and dean are real impressed yeah (laughs) um (laughs) 
We still have to figure out what Rusty did. Yeah, which was the gravest defense of all. Um, yeah. We get a flashback where Mike, Pete, Rusty, and Underbite are all playing D&D. They're all playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mike is the DM, and he has the corner. Uh, he has the party corner by this Leslie Golem. Like, ah, she looks exactly <laughs> like Leslie Cohen. Ah. Her skin is like a rock. You know, your, your battle axe <laughs> bounces off of her. Uh, and Rusty is like, oh, she has, she looks exactly like Leslie Cohen, huh? Well, I uh-huh. seduce her. I'm yeah. a wizard with 25 charisma. Which and is I was a, like, oh, of course. That's a bad way yeah, to, that, that's a bad way to put, use your stat as a wizard if you're a sorcerer. Sure. But but that's very rusty. It is very rusty. Uh, yeah. It's extremely rusty. <laughs> um, and Mike says this is the greatest betrayal of all. Yeah. And Rusty's like, you know, I made, I made fake love to graph paper. What do you, <laughs> what do you say? mad about yeah and he goes you know no he sees uh her walking half dressed out of rusty's room mm-hmm. and we all know that rusty didn't he's like no i didn't lose my virginity until he's 24 yeah you know that like that that wasn't me mm-hmm. uh, he's about to say it's brock but when he turns brock is gone yeah so brock uh, has used, used the... the jaw to uh, uh to break the chain and also to short out the security panel so we got a loose brock mm-hmm. yeah um, the, uh, so Mike calls for the, the Leslie bots to find and kill Brock. Uh, but we got over a team venture putting on the clothing of the Leslie bots. <laughs> I love this plan. This Scooby-Doo uh, ass shit. Like, okay. It's, it's very funny. It's also in here. Uh, yeah. The, um, so, uh, Mike tells, uh, Pete and Rusty, they should be thankful for taking out Brock because what he did that night of the last D&D game. Mm-hmm. And that's the night, uh, we saw in the joy can. Um, of him getting kicked off the football team mm-hmm. uh, for killing uh, the the quarterback, Tommy the um, quarterback, ju- yep. Tommy the quarterback, getting drunk and furious, and we cut between him going back in time, just beating the shit all of all of his friends because he stepped on a D twenty, yeah, uh, which does really hurt. Oh yeah, I mean and not as much as a D four, but come on, D four is the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also beating the shit out of the old team venture, just yeah. as Leslie bots, just rocking a berserker rage. Yeah, this is really clever. I, I like this. I like this quite a bit. The uh, the way that they intercut it uh, between past mm-hmm. and future. It is Brock doing the exact same moves. Um, pretty good. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Rusty didn't uh, lose. Uh, <laughs> he didn't take his own molar out. It was knocked out when Brock punched him. Which you know, if you've ever had to have a molar removed, you know how much force is involved in that. So mm-hmm. good on you, Brock. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And in the present, Brock is swinging Auto Aquarius around, and he throws him through a wall like Mario throws Bowser. Um, and mm-hmm. Auto Aquarius hits and kills quote unquote Mike Soriyama. Yeah. Uh, Hank and Dean finally step in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you broke our friends, Brock. <laughs> um, and when they uh, when they go in there, uh, Kino tries to, for, uh, like, as they're going in there, Kino tries to fold an origami crane, mm-hmm. but he can't, so he flips off Brock, uh, which is great. <laughs> With his broken hand. When, when they go into the control room, Mike was just an android who's just saying Leslie over and over. Yes. Um. And Hank is like, we finally solved the mystery. It was a ghost uh, robot. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean says it was probably, you know, just a, uh, a regular robot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Mike must be hiding in the room. So he, I think I know where. And he opens the uh, the casket and mm-hmm. vomits uh, from the corpse. Yeah, because Mike is dead in there. He actually did die. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and been, he has a robot being a professor mm-hmm. for him, apparently. Yeah. Um, and he has programmed this robot and also the Leslie bots to hate to hate his old college friends, um, mm-hmm. which, of course, makes very little sense. But Rusty says, well, that makes about as much sense as anything else today. Let's uh, let's get out of here. And they walk out to a happy whistle tune, forgetting that they have left Pete stranded, um, chained to chained a uh, to an unconscious underbite. Yeah. Uh, then we get to credits. Yeah. You know, because uh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a post credit scene, which is cl- uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty strong. Uh-huh. Uh, Brock packing up his stuff like he lost his scholarship. So he's going to go join the army. Mm-hmm. And as he leaves, like, hey, sorry about that, man. Hey, it's somebody from somewhere called Venture Industry called your dad died later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just really casually throws it off and walks out of his yeah. life. That's really good. <laughs> Um, and um, that's the important moment. Like the R- Rusty will leave college after this uh, to go ineptly take over the family business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the episode, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, it, it is uh, fun to see the old team. I yep. just feel like they would do so much more with this kind of setup now. Yes. Yeah. You know, or in later, not now, but in like later seasons, they would figure out how to kind of like make this work and be mm-hmm. funny and then also establish kind of more lore Mm -hmm. stuff it wouldn't be as kind of simple as it is yeah yeah you know you know there are like moments there like stuff that we laughed about you know as we talked about it during the show but i i agree this is one of those ones that is it's uh you know it is not served by some of the choices that they made let's say yeah yeah this one shows a little bit stronger yep because i i do like the idea of uh the history Mm -hmm. of this you know like the history of these characters quite a bit and i love old team venture yeah um so mm-hmm. yeah old team venture whose ranks just keep on expanding as they come up with new characters that they want to put into it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah um kind of similar to how like rusty's coterie in the you know in the present world does as well mm-hmm. you know like i was i was watching um youtube suggested uh, when i watched that deleted scene uh youtube was suggesting other clips so i watched the end of uh, operation prom mm um again and i was like oh yeah like shore leaves there mm-hmm. the alchemist is there like they do get like a, like a bigger coterie the casting expands yeah, yeah in a way that's really uh really kind of sweet mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah good stuff good stuff um um i think that's about it yeah thanks everybody for tuning in to uh Duckstream. yes that I was a great you. success thank you great success uh you know for being generous and for uh tuning in mm-hmm. we really do appreciate you yeah. um Thank you, uh, you know, for supporting us. If you support us on Patreon, mm-hmm. go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. If you'd like to do that, get episodes a week early and get bonus shows. Yeah. And uh, leave ratings or reviews on whatever uh, director you get the show from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully, uh, you know, by the time you heard this, hopefully you had a nice holiday if you uh, if you celebrate. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully you have a good new year if you celebrate. Yeah. Um, hope you and everybody around you remains safe. It's scary out there still. Uh, and go team venture. Go team venture. <laughs> <laughs>